Good day, everyone, wherever you are, whenever you are listening. Welcome back to the 23 Podcast. Parker Kern here along with Father Jeff McBeth. Father, how goes it? I think all right. I'm uh, surviving the, the frigid weather. Yeah, yeah, staying warm. Yeah. You know you know it's cold outside when you walk outside and it's cold. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Or when you walk inside and you're like, oh, wow. I know. And it's like 68 degrees, but it's just so tropical. It's a balmy 68 degrees. Yes, that's great. That's great. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but you know, it's uh, it's what it is, and um, maybe we'll kill off all the bugs and stuff. I so, would hope so, and yeah. maybe it's so cold now that they'll just not show up this summer. Yeah, well, I'm hoping the geese have found another place to hang out. You know, as I'm kind of uh, driving around, and the they're gone, and the pond is frozen. And I'm like, maybe they've just found a new happy home. You I know, so. a, a forever home. Yeah, they could retire so, somewhere. Yeah, back in. Back in the fall, I was like, you know, I've never actually walked around that little pond, um, you know, out the back. And so hmm. I thought maybe I'll do that. And I actually got a pretty cool picture of the church, you know, with the with the water, one of my little little artsy shots. But oh, yeah, um, yeah it's um, there's a lot of um, obstacles if you walk around that pond because of all the the geese. So it can be uh, um, it can be a little messy. As in landmines. Right, as in geese poop. I knew what you, I knew what yeah. you were talking I, about. I didn't know, like do I draw a picture? No, okay. I, no, you don't right, need good. to draw me. I, I I fully understood. I guess <laughs> my my question was um like I thought you meant as in like you were gonna skate on it. Oh no, this is or, back in like, the fall. Walk, so you just walked it. Yeah, I, I walked around it. Ah, so okay. Like, well, I wonder what you know. I don't I don't really go out to that part of the property too much. I thought well, I should probably do that. You know, yeah. and um, it was otherwise enjoyable, but it was uh. It was it was tricky, it was tricky. That's so, you know, maybe it'll all just sort of blend in, and uh, and the geese will find a new happy home. That's why we have great grass back there because it's always perfectly. I tell you, I tell you, no need, no need for fertilizer. Yeah, and uh, there's a lot of uh, you know nice places to sit back there as well. The benches and, and yeah. things like that. No, it's great. You know, um, uh, we had the Eagle Scout project that yeah. kind of firmed up some of those benches around there and um, uh, foundation for them and a couple of new ones and. Some new picnic tables out there, which uh, hopefully will go under our our shelter house uh, one of these days. And Ooh. So yeah, is that a tease? Um, was in the bulletin. Oh, so um, yeah, hopefully we're we can get get that working. So it's uh, it's it's up by the spring, but you never know. You know how things go. Uh, you we, need, the, we, we you also, need the Amish to come. I know. Well, we also you know we also thought that we could replace the parking lot easily. So yep. you know, you never know what uh, what might happen. Well, and get in the way. You talk about obstacles. But uh, that's the goal. Yeah, that's well, the goal. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens. You know, as the great Wendy Headley says, it takes a village. Yeah. So I didn't realize she's the one that that said that. Yeah, she was the first person that ever said that. That's amazing. Sure. I know. That's my uh, awesome little fact for the day. Uh, uh, nice job, Wendy. Thank you. <laughs> nice job, Wendy. I'm sure. I'm sure she'll take all the credit for that. Yeah. Why I'll not? Pr- I'll probably get a text from her, and be like, I didn't say that. But yeah. Yes, I heard you say that one time. Yeah. I mean, isn't it like the burden of proof is on someone else, like as to who actually created that? Right. Yeah. And, and so I guess it would be more of an investigation of who she heard it from. Yeah. Well, until I hear otherwise, I'm go- I'm I'm, I'm going to go with what <laughs> okay. you said. All right. That sounds good. Is there, is there any catchphrases that you've like invented? Wow, invented. Well, I mean, like people give you credit for. Hmm. It's a good question. I might have to uh, ponder that, or you might have to just ask other people. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I'm trying to think just in our conversations, like what what you what say ridiculous a lot. things I say a lot. Well, no, just like just like little things, like 
little catchphrases. Well, what uh, catch? I didn't invent this, but you know, one of my catchphrases, I guess, is "God bless you." That is that's a good one. That's a good one. So I used to um, I used to say "God love you," mm. um, but then um, I think you know I tend to mumble anyway, and so I would be like in these. Um, confirmation interviews with like eighth graders and they'd say something they would just slip out like god love you when they're like oh i love you too and i'm like i really i really need to articulate better (laughs) so that's when i say started saying god bless you you know just to make it really like firm and um no doubts. I'm sure that could be interesting. Yeah. So that's sort of where that where that started. The God bless you. It's like you spell it like G A A A A H D. Yeah. Bless you. Like like uh, Mike Ditka says, da bears. Exactly. Da, God, God bless you. God bless you. Mm. Someone uh, in my last parish in the the school Christmas program uh, tried to imitate me uh, oh, once. Boy. Like I was a character in their play. Oh jeez. And they even carried a little water glass and everything. Oh my. I know. But he didn't say it right. He was like, "God bless you." I'm like, "No, you're not. You're not Tiny Tim." Like it's. <laughs> so afterwards, I was like, "Man, you know, you need like more, I guess, coaching on. Yeah. You know, just but, go up to this poor kid and tell him he sucked. That's right. <laughs> no, I've <laughs> no had all the love in my heart. I'm sure. But but people maybe didn't know who it was that he was right. he was supposed to be. Yeah. Right. You know, I mean, if it wasn't for the water glass, you know, yeah. being the big tip off, like, uh, you know. But anyway. But one of his teachers don't told him like, no, you didn't say it right. But that's all right, you know. That's okay. That's all right. Yeah, speaking of schools, you know, we had a great time last week at Leal. That yeah, you and I went out there. For I'm glad you. Uh, yeah, how was that for you? I was glad you were able to. It to was join. Great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so um, every week we give a little context here for listeners. Leal has a, a weekly mass on Thursdays from two to about two forty-five. Whenever they let out of school, they usually let out. Depending on how long, long I talk and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. You, you had a good good message though. Yeah, it's fun there. Unclean. Have you talked about the? There you go. Yeah, I got a lot of practice in here on with the school masses. Yeah, so. I liked how you like roved around. Like, oh, yeah. you got them into it. Yeah, and luckily if... it's a small enough space where uh, you know yeah. I get too many steps in. Yeah. You know, you get a big church building, you're like you're all over the place. Yeah, I mean, you could get you know a mile in here if you right. get ran around. Mm-hmm. I know sometimes Father Rose will like run to the back of the church or something if he had like an extra Red Bull before mass that yeah. morning or something. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. you know, yeah, it all depends. But anyways, it was a great celebration. Um, I went to Leal class of 2011. Hmm. already Oof. i know so coming up on 15 years man <sighs> dang but um yeah so but um you know father was going out to have the mass because each week they have different priests that come and you know this was his week and he mentioned it to me and so i went and you know it was just a great experience just great to be back yeah yeah they have a beautiful chapel out there uh we used to have masses in the gym at the yeah. school gym where i would tear it up on the cyo basketball up. weekends that's right just kidding i yeah. average like three waters a game oh but um it was good not not three points three waters a game because hmm. i was cheering my teammates on so gotcha much. um but anyways um it, what a beautiful space great community there obviously forever falcon uh just so great to be back with with those young people and and to, to be with you father was really a, a privilege yeah, thanks. No, it worked out well, and uh, it's good to it's good to have you. Yeah. So, yeah, it's excellent. So good. Well, we are in the third Sunday of Ordinary Time, mm-hmm. so we're uh, kind of rolling here. And so, at the beginning of the still somewhat at the beginning of our liturgical year, we're we're still at the beginning. 
So, um, you know, last week we uh, heard from John chapter 1, you know, with kind of how disciples, you know, got called. And this is kind of a another, um, not another version, but uh, a different accounting of that in Mark chapter 1. You know, we got to think that, you know, the disciples had multiple interactions with Jesus sure. before they finally, you know, went and uh, and followed him, as we even see in the gospel, as we have these different, you know, passages of how Jesus, you know, first interacted with these um, apostles, especially, you know, like Peter and Andrew and James and John. And we think, well, it, it's not contradictory. It's just, you know, different different episodes, you know, that uh, are being recounted. So Yeah, it's like watching a television episode with two different people, and they each give their kind of perspective on it. You might, they might, one person might say something different than the other. Yep. You know? Yep. So, and, um, and they, yeah, I think they probably met him more than once. You know, they were kind of, they were around. Yeah. They were around. They were definitely You know, around. he kind of, kind of, you know, knew what he was doing, you <laughs> know, kind of, kind of priming the pump a little bit. I would think so. Yeah. So this is, uh, Mark chapter one, um, verses 14 to 20. Um, so, just a little uh, context here. The first line is after John had been arrested. So this is John the Baptist, you know, who was arrested for, right. you know, um, speaking about um, not only speaking about the Lord, but uh, also just you know calling out the the ruler, you know, Herod on what yeah. you know some not too good things he was doing. Yeah. So there's there's you know multiple reasons. So so that's the context. It's referring to John the Baptist. So John the Baptist, of course pointed Jesus out, you know, as we heard last week. Right. Um, so he was really that big precursor to uh, to point Jesus out, kind of the last of the prophets to announce the coming of the of the Messiah, the Savior. And so now now that John is kind of arrest being arrested, you know, and is kind of not able to do his thing anymore. Right. That's when Jesus kind of jumps into into what he came to do. Mm-hmm. So after John had been arrested Jesus came to Galilee proclaiming the gospel of God. This is the time of fulfillment. The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. As he passed by the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting their nets into the sea. They were fishermen. Jesus said to them, Come after me, and I will make you fishers of men. Then they abandoned their nets and followed him. He walked along a little farther and saw James, the son of Zebedee, and his brother John, and saw, yeah, sorry, they too were in the boat mending their nets. Then he called them. So they left their father Zebedee in the boat along with the hired men and followed him. Yeah. So yeah, the, uh, you know, last week again we had, uh, you know, Andrew and John coming to Jesus. They spent the day with them. Andrew go gets Peter, you know, um, and uh, and Peter comes and meets Jesus. And so, you know, this is kind of another day as we're talking about. And it's it's finally time when uh, they're they're going to get called, um, you know, by the by the Lord. And uh, even if it's not the you know initial time, maybe if we read this passage, just like. You know, on its own, we think again that was like Jesus like randomly showed up and they had never encountered him before. And right, but still, it's amazing that they yeah. they literally abandoned everything, like sure. their livelihood, and um, and with James and John, their their father, and just sort of went out, went after him. Um, usually, um, with a rabbi, you know, the disciples of the rabbi would would sort of would pick the rabbi to follow. But in this case, Jesus is choosing them. 
you know, to come and follow him. And of course they weren't, you know, the, what might some consider they had the best resume, you know, they were sort of simple, hardworking, uh, people, uh, who just sort of lived a, a good plain life, you know, kind of nobodies, if you will, but that's who, uh, Jesus, you know, chose first, you know, to enter into his special work, um, and of course, the great thing about this passage, they went from fishermen to being fishers of men. Mm-hmm. Like Jesus, like transformed what they were already doing into something even greater, um, which is uh, which is awesome. Yeah, he like flipped it on its head, so yeah. to speak. I mean, again, like they're probably were doing that for years, probably since they were, you know, boys, right? And again, he just comes along and says, "I'll make you fishers of men," and they. Yeah. You know, and at that point, they just kind of, I mean, they lay, they literally lay it down. Yeah. They lay their life down as far as, you know, what they're doing. They, you know, become part of his, you know, ministry, his, his mission. And they, they leave behind what, what else it was that they were doing, whatever that was. Yes. And that's kind of the thing that I think, you know, we can all take away from this. I mean, we have, all of us have... Um, you know, things of this world or beliefs or, um, you know, occurrences throughout our day that, that happen to us. And it's, it's incumbent on us really, I think, to continue to, to lay that down. You know, mm-hmm. the song come as you are, not the Nirvana version, oh, but the one that we, I, I know, gotcha. I know, I know. I, I was, <laughs> that was, that was the first thing that popped in my head, but you got it. But you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a child of the nineties. That's okay. Yeah, yeah. I am at heart too. I guess I was born in the '90s. That kind of counts, mm-hmm. right? For some, but you didn't like do junior high like when Nirvana came out. No, that would yeah. have been such a golden time. It was absolutely oh. golden time. I was like the All American Rejects, like Green Day. That was my gotcha. Like, yeah, like post grunge. Yeah, 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 and I mean, good stuff. Sure, but um, not not Nirvana. Anyways, right. I digress. Yes, um, and I totally forgot my thought. But I think laying laying it down. Right. Right. Laying laying the life down mm-hmm. for us doesn't necessarily, I don't think today mean, okay, well, you know, in this cold, just sleep outside, yeah. abandon your house, give it to someone. Right. But it means, you know, maybe making some small sacrifices here and there. And those add up to really big things. We're coming up to Lent soon. Yeah. Um, you know, I remember back at Liel, they used to have a little, you know, penny jar or, mm-hmm. or change jar for us. Mm-hmm. I think we do something like that here as well. I mean, for kids, that's that's a big deal, right? I mean, I, I remember when, you know, I'd go to the store with my mom or dad and, you know, they'd give me some change and it was like 20 cents and I thought that they just handed me like a million dollars. Right. But like the best part of that was is that, you know, I would go home and put it in the little mm-hmm. droplet thing and then mm-hmm. give it to the, the rice give bowl. it to the people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the rice bowl, right. So... I mean that's that's kind of the stuff that we're looking at here. I mean maybe some ter- sometimes bigger, sometimes smaller, but I think it's important that we have our eyes open at least to to you know laying down things and mm-hmm. you know sacrificing for others, and also continuing to follow the call of Jesus. Yeah, and I think you know last week in my homily I quoted from you know, Brad from Damascus. You know the two greatest days in our life are the day that we're baptized and the day we find out why. And the, you know again the why is come after me, you know, and, uh, yeah. and I will make you who I've, um, really called you to be from the beginning and made you to be from the beginning. Um, and it's that, that coming after me is, is kind of a permanent, you know, 
like last week we heard, they stayed with Jesus the whole day. Um, you know, whereas this is make that more of a permanent thing. It just sort of, you know, having Jesus as our our lens, you know, through whom mm-hmm. we, you know, and um, through whom we view the world, and um, we're trying to live his life. Um, we don't know, as they probably didn't know what they were in for when they dropped the nets. Um, you know, and that's sort of that what we were baptized for is to drop the nets and to follow. They didn't know by what they were all was going to happen, um, but they they just knew they had to follow, and um, and presumably it would all be what was was for their good, um, even though they would of course experience a lot of trials as well, and but also of course they're among the greatest saints, and so you know they were they came to know the glory that they were made for, um, just like us. Yeah, agreed. I mean, very similar to you know a father or mother, I mean, a prominent family member mm-hmm. kind of being in you know, a position of leading the family, I guess, you know, like when I was a kid, like when the weather was bad or we were traveling, like my dad was always at the wheel and, and I knew that no matter what happened, mm-hmm. we'd be all right. Cause we'd get to where we were going. Cause dad was driving. Mm-hmm. Right. And one day mm-hmm. maybe I'll be that dad. And I'm kind of nervous about that. Mm-hmm. I'm a good driver, yeah. but you know, it was just like, there's just some comfort in knowing that even though yeah. you personally don't know where you're going, yeah. you know that someone that's with you that's leading you does. Yeah, I love that. Right? And, you know, again, you, you look at Jesus and just basically going up to people and just saying, I'll make you fishers of men. Mm-hmm. And, again, love to be a fly on the wall there or right. in the boat, right? And kind of see what these guys what went through their head, right? Because we just heard last week that the guys were speechless yeah right it's like he had caught them doing something and you know like where are you, you know where, where are you from uh, yeah silence yeah you what know? are you looking for yeah. yeah he got like the yeah he got like the you know the three bubbles on the text mm-hmm. like they didn't know mm-hmm. what to say they were just completely blindsided like he would talk to me mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so but uh, yeah again we look at um where he is and and what he's doing with with these people as he's kind of assembling his yeah. disciples right right and again with just regular people like mm-hmm. you said he didn't you know he didn't go out and say like I remember last year in your homily I think this weekend you talked you know you gave like a like a job application oh yeah yeah and so that was that was really funny though but like he didn't have a job application he right. just went out and knew that they were going to be fit for what he needed them to do. Yeah. And some of that, that being fit is the willingness, you know, and I think that's important for us to remember, you know, in our lives too. Um, you know, what makes us in some ways fit, we're always going to be unfit and that's part of the beauty of it. Yeah. Um, misfits, you might but, say. Oh, there you go. Mm. Um, but, uh, it's the, it's the willingness, you know, to, uh, to go after him and, yeah. um, and see where, where his his transformation leads us, you know, which is the first part of that gospel, um, you know, where he says the kingdom. This is a time of fulfillment. The kingdom of God, um, which he sort of embodies, you know, is at hand. And repent, which is you know, have a little conversion, a transformation. You know, believe in the the gospel, the good news, which he is also him. Mm-hmm. And so it's this sort of announcement that um, he sort of came to fulfill. You know, and bring restoration to um, God's people, you know, God's promises. You know, to lead us into life, and um, it's just that willingness to step out and and 
have him be what we're going after. Yeah, agreed. And again, in today's world, with all the distractions, with all the yeah. beliefs, with all the you know, some would say nonsense that goes on in the world, right? It's it's tough. It's well, it's very easy to take your eyes off of that of him for one. Mm-hmm. Number two, um, it, again, it's it's very easy to just fill you know fill yourself. You know, it's like eating chocolate all day instead of having a good hearty meal, right? Mm-hmm. You're full, but you're not really full, mm-hmm. right? You don't have substance, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It's all flash. It's no substance, yeah, right. And and you need the substance. You need you need the Jesus. You need that in there, yeah, right. You need the the PB and J. You need the prayer break, break and Jesus, mm-hmm. right? I mean, you need that. So, um, yeah, that's and ultimately, this is not just for us too. Part of the idea of the fisher of men is that again, they probably didn't really know what that meant at the time. Um, but the gathering of of people in, you mm-hmm. know that that that's part of our our universal call to mission. Sure. You know, it's it's just helping to gather others in so that they too can uh, come to know the Lord and live life in Him. Um, which is again the part of the reason why we were baptized in the first place. Yeah, we're I mean we're disciples with a small D. Yeah. Right. I mean we're all called to do exactly what they did, just yep. in our own way. Yep. And again being attentive to those sort of opportunities that play out because they do they're there yeah no one no one goes fishing accidentally right right it's a it's an intentional it's an intentional kind of a kind of a thing yeah agreed well father we are just about ready to wrap up here how about a little prayer for us right in the name of the father son holy spirit man come holy spirit lord we thank you for um for calling us for seeing us for claiming us and help us to live our life in you and to share your life with others. Um, may we just re- be reconvicted today of um, of what you have in store for us, and that um, you are uh, the full fulfillment of of all of our longings. And um, that when we step out in faith, that uh, you will lead us to where um, you want us to go which is um, the fullness of your plan for each and every one of us. God, we love you. We thank you for your love for us. Sustain us this day and each day in that love in the Holy Spirit and through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Father. Another great podcast. Thank you, Parker. Thanks, everybody. God bless you.